Welcome to the Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud podcast. Willing to Listen is a grassroots volunteer group based in South Bruce, Ontario, that is dedicated to thoroughly investigating multiple aspects of Canada's proposed deep geological repository for spent nuclear fuel. I'm Sheila Wittick, and I'm so excited to have you join me as we delve into this controversial project. On today's episode, I am joined by my Willing to Listen co-founders, Larry Hayes and Tony Zettel. We will be discussing why we got involved in Willing to Listen and why we feel learning more is important for our community. We'll also chat a little bit about our South Bruce Proud movement. Without further ado, why don't you get us started with your introduction, Larry? So I'm Larry Hayes. I live in Teeswater. I've lived in Teeswater several years. Raised my family in Teeswater and proud of our community. So one of the things that I really liked about putting and promoting our Willing to Listen group was the fact that we have a lot of opportunities and this DGR activity, there's a lot of research to learn and understanding to, to gather from that. So by putting this group together, we obtained the facts, we put that information out for everyone to understand and learn. And the big reason for me is I have grandchildren in this community and future grandchildren and an opportunity of this magnitude has to be experimented with and understood and before a decision of hosting or anything like that, we must take a good look at all the research and ensure we have a very understanding of what could happen, what our opportunities are, and the benefits to our area, to Ontario, to Canada, and the nuclear industry in general. Yeah, that's awesome, Larry. And, and uh, you know, coming from you, I know you're you're like heavily involved in the local community there, right? Can you just talk a little bit about your, your work with the, the medical center uh, committee as well? Uh, by all means. And... The opportunity, I guess, to be part of a committee for a new medical center in Teeswater, as part of South Bruce, we understood and we have a doctor in town and became part of a committee to ensure we retained our doctor. And the positive part of that is we're going to get a building put together that will attract or may attract other medical services to Teeswater and opportunity for a second doctor and increased opportunities for any expansion in Teeswater or groups of that nature. So part of that committee, then we're working away with that, and that'll be another year or so as we put it together. But yes, that's another interesting fact. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, you know, it seems to me that there's some synergy there between, you know, the opportunity for a major infrastructure project to, to happen in our community, as well as the opportunity for, you know, better social services and better, you know, better infrastructure for our residents here right so i think there's a lot of you know commonality and synergy between those two things and i just i'd like to just thank you and congratulate you for all for all that volunteer work that you're doing in the community well i appreciate that and the other part is connectrics and the new businesses and gaily expansion and and the growth that teeswater is seeing and has opportunity for it it is good and a medical center along with schools is a great way for the community to stay engaged and forced and looking to the future. How about you, Sheila? What, what's your story? You, you got this whole thing started here. So can you sure, tell us about, uh, how, how did this, how did this happen in your, in your own words? Oh boy. In my own words, it's a long story. So I'm Sheila Wittick for anyone who does not, or is not familiar with me. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I started willing to listen. It was kind of a group effort kind of started with Larry and I over a hey, you're doing this thing and I'm doing this thing and we should be trying to do this together. Um, But it it started for me with a lot of 
really frustratingly incorrect information being shared with community members about the DGR and what it would be and what it would mean for the community and some really discouraging information being spread about the nuclear industry in general. Um, I myself am a proud nuclear operator at Bruce Power and I was not very happy <laughs> with the way the industry was being portrayed, especially given the fact that I work there. Like I know, I know how the industry is and most of the things that were being said were just plain incorrect. So it kind of started out of frustration for me and it's, it's grown into an exponentially bigger than I ever imagined movement that we have. We have almost 900, I guess we're almost to a thousand followers now on Facebook, on our Facebook page and our Instagram page is slowly gaining traction. And, you know, we've got a lot of locals who are supporting the willing to listen and gaining the facts and trying to be pragmatic about this decision and not basing it on, you know, fears and misinformation. And for a small community, you know, that, that's actually a lot of people in, the, in a small community who are uh, interested in, in learning more. It is. And it's not, it's not only people from South Bruce. I would be disingenuous if I said, hey, this is all South Bruce people. We have people following our page who are interested in geological repositories from all around the world. There are followers from Australia, Sweden, Finland. Finland already has a DGR constructed, almost operating you know, we've, I've made so many amazing connections internationally with this process that I'm hoping to explore through this podcast and learn about what other countries are doing and how they're handling the nuclear waste situation. That's, uh, that's a great Sheila. And thanks for, you know, providing a lot of, of, a lot of momentum and uh, for the great collection of information that you've been able to compile and, and post on the, on the Facebook page. It's a, uh, it's a it's become a really good resource for people who just want to learn more about the industry who want to learn more about the process of deep geological repositories in general various projects around the world and what it what it might mean if it if it actually gets going here in south bruce yeah for sure and it, it's important i think to have that third party distribution of facts so to speak you know like it's not coming from the nw or the industry specifically, or anti-nuclear groups. It's coming from a group of citizens who are working together to just try to make sure people have the facts before we make a decision. Yeah, and I, I think the, that's the thing that I like about being part of Willing to Listen is, you know, as much as, you know, all of us have, have our professional background in the nuclear industry, we're not in a position where we're, we're in a position to gain directly, you know, from this in any way. It's probably... This project, if it comes to fruition, is going to benefit people a long time from now, you know, future generations, right? It's certainly not going to, you know, benefit me. Uh, so I think we can speak, you know, with some level of credibility just as the person down the road who who knows something has a perspective of place of, uh, of information and knowledge that we can share as just uh, just a neighbor in the community. Uh, for for me personally, I think you know my my involvement goes back really you know uh, to my my passion for the nuclear industry. And, you know, about mid career, I you know after I'd worked for a number of years in financial services, I I got a chance to work in the nuclear industry, and and I remember thinking at the time, man, now now I'm really I'm doing something that's meaningful and worthwhile here. You know, we're we're creating something uh, electricity something that everyone needs we're creating it at scale and we're creating it in, in a way that's the 
a you know more environmentally sustainable um, than the rest of the alternatives that are that are available there, right? And um, you know when I first became aware, really fully aware, I guess it was when I I first saw Al Gore's uh, uh, an inconvenient truth, you know, and I, and I became aware of like the the really pressing you know reality of climate change. Uh, I did a lot of soul searching about you know okay what am I doing with my you know, with my own career, you know, should I be doing something else? Should I be out, you know, building wind turbines or whatever? And I really, I came to realize, no, the, the best thing for me to do, the best way for me to fight climate change is right here within the, within the nuclear industry, because nuclear industry is not, it's not the solution, but it's a key part of the solution. And it, so it's really, to me, the nuclear industry is like a moral imperative for, for me. And, uh, and that goes to the dealing with, uh, nuclear waste as well. It's 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 the entire process from from mining right through to, you know energy production to nuclear waste. You know, so you know fast forward a number of years when this this project started to kind of take shape in in South Bruce, and now you know we've got may have an opportunity to permanently deal with the problem of of uh, disposal of spent fuel in a, an environmentally safe and sustainable way. And we may have the opportunity to do it right here in my home community. You know, so I just knew at that point that this is something that I need to get involved with somehow. I don't know, frankly, whether whether it's the right thing to do here, but I kind of sure hope it is because, um, you know, we've got a great community here. We've got a lot of skills and applicable knowledge right here in the community. And uh, we may have the geology that, that actually supports a DGR. We'll know a lot better once we get boreholes and get all the research, geological research coming out of the boreholes. You know, and I don't mean to be like on my high horse or holier than thou or anything like that. But for, you know, for me, it's just a, it's a moral imperative to, to see this through and see if it really is doable here in, here in South Bruce. Yeah, and I think for me too, the... The whole climate change issue is a huge one for me when I'm dealing with the DGR also because nuclear is going to be and needs to be a staple part of our energy mix worldwide to fight climate change. And we're never going to be able to use nuclear to its full advantage as long as we have this waste problem that the anti-nuclear groups can hang on to and always use as their talking point as to why nuclear is bad. They cling to this nuclear waste there's no solution, which is also why they fight DGRs. They fight this concept because it is a solution to nuclear waste, which will take away their talking points against the industry. You know, so they have a vested interest in killing DGRs just so that, you know, they can continue being activists. Yeah. And I think to be fair, nuclear waste is bad stuff, right? I mean, we all understand that, right? Like we, it needs to be kept away from people for a very long time, when we're talking about spent fuel for a very, very long time, for millennia, right? So we understand that. And and I feel like, you know, those of us who work in the industry, you know, we've got a bit of an obligation to deal with that problem. And this is, um, the solution may be at hand here, right? Which is an exciting prospect uh, to me um, because, you know, we've all been part as energy consumers in Ontario, you know, Ontario gets two thirds of its electricity from nuclear energy. So as consumers, we've all had a part in generating nuclear waste. 
and certainly as people working in the nuclear industry as nuclear generators, we've had a part in it as well. We've drawn our salaries from the companies that produce nuclear waste. And I would really like to see, I'd really like to be part of a solution that, that is, you know, progressive and is sustainable and is safe. And as Larry said, you know, has a good chance to benefit our community as well. To me, there's a lot of different aspects that make it important to be willing to listen. And I think, Tony, that's that's an excellent point with regards to we have a solution that is safe. It's a path forward with the best information and knowledge that we have at this time. So we don't pass off a unknown or an item that to future generations. We try and pick it up and have a solution and make a path forward that is very safe. And that's one of the key items that our community can be proud of and this opportunity and then there'll be more running with it. Uh, that's their, their strategy at this time is the DGR. The DGR is extremely safe from all the research that we've seen. And it's a, a good process to continue the full stream of nuclear fuel fabrication to using it as an energy production in a peaceful manner and putting it in a safe state forever. And I'm just wondering, Q, just before we wrap up, um, for anyone who's not familiar with Willing to Listen and what we've kind of been up to community-wise, we kind of started this South Bruce Proud movement, you know, to show that, you know, we are proud of our community and to kind of counteract some of the negative stigma that's being brought on us by people that are against this project. And I'm just wondering if maybe we could take a couple minutes for each one of us and kind of explain to our listeners what South Bruce Proud means to you. South Bruce Proud is, I, I've always proud of our community and proud of the fact that we have a positive, forward-thinking community, open-minded. Let's look at what are the opportunities for our community, for South Bruce and surrounding areas, if, if possible. And the South Bruce Proud is we have a great opportunity to have a solution put together. And I, I respect that NDMO have put South Bruce Teeswater area as one of our options because this is it's exciting. It can be a solution that solves our Canada's nuclear waste issues. Yeah, thanks, Larry. I, I certainly echo that. You know, for, for me, there's a lot to be proud of in South Bruce. It's a beautiful part of the world, and I, I feel so privileged to be able to live and work here. And it's not just, you know, our, you know, our proximity to Bruce Power and the nuclear industry and so forth. But, you know, our uh, local businesses, our farms, our agricultural sector. I personally, you know, was raised on a family farm here in Bruce County. You know, I still kind of consider myself marginally, you know, a farmer. I own a little piece of farmland. And I really feel that the message of South Bruce Proud to me is one of, it's come together as a community. This should be good for everybody. It should be good for for the neighbors of the uh DGR site, if it goes ahead, you know, they, they should benefit. The agricultural sector should benefit. The uh, many people should have opportunities for, you know, good high paying jobs and it should be safe for the environment, you know? So, so to me, that's what South Bruce Proud is. It's, it's like, Hey, let's get together and, and let's see if we can do this. You know, and if we if we can, then this is a this is a great opportunity for all of us. Yeah, I think 
for me, it's all of those things. There, there's not like, there's, it's such a complicated and large project that it's hard to encompass everything that it could do that's beneficial for our community. But for me, the South Spruce Proud really comes down to, we all live here. We're all in some process of raising families here. There's a reason why we have either chosen or decided to stay in South Bruce. And, you know, being proud of where we came from, but also proud of where we can go, you know, being proud of our neighbors and their accomplishments, regardless of what industry they work in, wanting to see everyone do the best that they can do and be the best they can be having faith in each other that we can make decisions based on facts, not having to misinform people or manipulate their emotions to get things to go my way specifically. You know, I want to see the best thing for this community go forward. And South Bruce Proud is also very much a respect for our leadership and our community. We've got a really great bunch of people involved in council and our CLC. We have we have really great people locally who are employed at the NWMO and they just don't deserve some of the heat they've been taken, taking lately um, over this project. It's not right. It's not fair. And I think being proud of your community is respecting your leadership also, even though you may not agree with what they're doing or what they're saying, you don't need to agree with someone to respect their opinion and to respect their position. And I feel like that respecting your neighbor has really kind of gone out the window lately. And that's really where South Bruce Proud for me is going is, you know, to be proud of everyone and respectful of everyone and realize everybody just wants what's best for this community. We may not agree on how to get there, but we all want to see South Bruce be the best it can be. I, I think Sheila, those, those are good comments and, and definitely is representative of where we want to be with this. Tony, you touched on farming with regards to farming background and meshing. And I believe there is a great opportunity for the agricultural background of our community and this nuclear waste DGR activity to be successful for both groups. Could you expand on that comment with farming? Well, I guess first off, it shouldn't, This there's no reason this project needs to threaten anyone's you know, livelihood or business, right? And I, and I understand, you know, that there are people who, who feel that, you know, their homes or their, or their way of life or their business, their farming business or other business might be somehow negatively impacted. And to those people, I, you know, I, I think we, we need to support them. We need to ensure that they're protected. I don't see that there's any reason, you know, there's going to be billions of dollars if this project goes ahead, poured into, into the local economy here and no one should be left behind. No one should be disadvantaged by by that in any kind of meaningful way. There should it should be positive opportunity for every single person and every every single business owner. I believe that. And I certainly think that we uh, continue to have a wonderful agricultural sector here. We've got a wonderful natural resource in terms of you know the land and the climate here, and all indications are that. Uh, if the DGR goes ahead, there will be a very relatively very small amount of uh, of land taken out of agricultural production somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 acres, which is uh, a, a relatively small parcel of land. It, to me, the the, uh, the agricultural industry has 
continued to thrive in many other areas where there are nuclear establishments, nuclear stations, processing plants, and so forth. And I, I think that with, you know, the possible, you know, economic benefit to the community, the agricultural community should continue to thrive here as well. And I kind of think it comes back to the whole, like, the open and honest dialogue, right? As long as if you're going to keep pumping the community full of fear and inaccurate information, you're never going to get to have that open and honest dialogue with people who have legitimate concerns. And I feel like any legitimate concerns around this project are going unseen and undealt with because, you know, there's this overwhelming pumping of this minuscule chances of these things going wrong, you know, that we're overlooking the traffic and the housing and the infrastructure improvements, the real things that are going to really affect us are being overlooked. We're not talking about them because there's this overwhelming focus on the minuscule chance it goes wrong instead of what if this goes right? Like this could be phenomenal when it goes right. Like we, we should also be looking at what will this bring if it's successful, not just what if it's not. Yeah, absolutely, Sheila, I, I agree. And you know, I think as, um, you know, as uh, nuclear energy professionals, you know, we, we need to recognize that, you know, the word nuclear is an epithet to a lot of people, right? They, you know, people come out of the history of, you know, like the Cold War and nuclear weapons and all sorts of things that, that they feel that make them feel um, badly and afraid uh, and about, about you know, anything having to do with radiation or radioactive waste. And, uh, you know, we just, we need to acknowledge that. And I, I have friends and friends and neighbors who have yellow signs in front of their houses and their properties. And I, I respect that they have, you know, they have a right to their opinion. They have a right to express their opinion and they have a right to be informed. I really think that the right message is being willing to listen, which is what we're all about here on both sides. You know, we need to listen to differing points of view. We need to li listen to the facts. We need to listen to the science other and, and find a way to come together as a community so that we can make this decision on whether or not to proceed. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that about wraps this one up and we'll, uh, we'll see where we go from here in the future. Exciting things are coming. All right. Thanks everyone. Okay. Thanks guys. Very good. And that's it for this episode of Willing to Listen South Brews Proud. I look forward to further investigating Canada's plan for spent nuclear fuel along with all of you. Thanks so much for joining me. And remember, we don't have to agree on anything to be kind to one another. Mm -hmm.